Welcome to the Bank Leader Link podcast, sponsored by BOK Financial Institutions Group. The team at BOK, based in Milwaukee, is comprised of experienced bankers who have focused their entire careers on servicing community banks in the Midwest. BOK Financial Institutions Group provides services created over several decades to meet the evolving needs of your community bank. With BOK, financial institutions are not just getting one skilled, experienced investment professional. Rather, they are getting the benefit of a whole team of professionals who have a proven track record so you can be confident in the service and advice you receive. BOK offers solutions that result in long-term partnerships. They are a great partner with the IBA and with many banks. Look for the BOK team at the next IBA event you attend or reach out to BOK Financial Institutions Group at 866-440-6515 to start a conversation. Now it's my pleasure to introduce the host of the Bank Leader Link podcast, Randy Holkren, President and CEO of the Illinois Bankers Association. Listen to industry experts share the critical links you've been missing to prepare yourself for the future of banking. This is Randy Holtgren, and welcome to Bank Leader Link. I am the host and also honored and privileged to be president and CEO of the Illinois Bankers Association. And I am really excited to have a couple really good friends with me today. It's the first day of December when we're recording this. Uh, people will be hearing this probably next week, but so good to be with Mike Steelman and Dave Feldhaus. Mike is Chair Emeritus and Senior Counsel of Farmers and Merchants State Bank of Bushnell. Right. Uh, has served in almost every role, I think, at the bank over the last 30 years. Isn't that true? That's true. Uh, and, uh, but still uh, is spends quite a bit of time there and uh, uh, tries to get out of the way, I think, of uh, some wonderful people that he's helped prepare uh, to take the bank uh, into the future. So, But I'm, I'm exactly. so glad that you're with us and also has served on the Federal Home Loan Bank of Chicago board for the last 12 years, finishing, I think, last meeting coming up in a couple weeks. That's right. Which is pretty amazing. And then also, can't forget, former chair of the Illinois Bankers Association. So 2008, 2009, Mike Steelman was chair of our board. And that is a big commitment. And we never forget what you've done for us. Uh, so thank you. Thanks, Mike. Dave Feldhaus. Dave has been a dear friend for a long time. Dave is Senior Vice President at uh, Federal Home Loan Bank of Chicago, uh, External Affairs. Dave and I worked a lot out in Washington and uh, grateful, Dave, for your clear voice, strong voice, passion for banking, opportunities, recognizing again how this system works well. And it doesn't happened by accident, that we need good policy and the federal home loan bank system is a great system that has worked for 100 years, a little bit under the radar, which I think can be a good thing, but every once in a while we need to raise it above the radar just to remind people that this is something that that really is good. So anyhow, too long of an introduction, but Mike, tell me just a little bit more about yourself, what brought you into banking, what brought you to Bushnell, and then also what brought you to the federal home loan bank of Chicago to run as a director 12 years ago? Well, number one, thanks for inviting me. I'm obviously a big fan of IBA and been involved for a long time. And I've always lived in Bushnell. It's been my home. It's it's my community. And I am honored to be in a community bank in, in a small town. That's cool. Because community banks are the economy of small towns. I totally agree. It's like this cornerstone, I feel like, exactly. of the community. You know, the community. Exactly. Thank and, as, you. and as you know, I'm a lawyer also. Yep. And when that community bank was having trouble back in the ag crisis, back in the early 80s, they asked me to come over and help out and have never looked back. I've, I've stayed with the bank and 
really glad to do that, work with some great people. And as you pointed out, succession planning in small banks is so important now, and I am really blessed to have some great uh, leaders coming up. And enjoyed my work with IBA over many, many years. Thank you. Um, and again, it seems like I'm drawn to trouble, but back in... <laughs> 0809. Yeah, if nothing you recall, going on then, huh? Yeah, um, we had a quiet. bit of a housing <laughs> really uh, liquidity <laughs> crisis, whatever you want to call it. Oh my goodness! And uh, so I had a couple of interesting years, yeah. uh, year of, as chair of uh, IBA. Mm. So uh, it was uh, it was a challenge. And then I started with Federal Home Loan Bank, and at that point in time, 2010, we were still on the back edges of that housing crisis. Yeah. And through some great leadership at Federal Home Loan Bank and great staff and a really involved board. The Federal Home Loan Bank now of of Chicago now is positioned so strongly. The main thing about Federal Home Loan is we're cooperative. We are member member driven. There is no question about that. And the directors, the member directors and the independent directors get that. Yes. They do a great job representing our cooperative and our members. Yeah. It seems like it's again such a unique model with that regional focus we're just as different, you know, we're just a national bank, wouldn't be able to have that understanding of communities the way that it's created right now and and functioning and has functioned so well for so long. And the Chicago Bank is unique in many ways. Number one, we have the MPF program for the whole country, basically, and we've got 10 billion of mortgages on the books of, of our members. So that's one interesting area. And they're a leader in developing really good programs in affordable housing during the COVID crisis, the grants that came out that helped banks and businesses, and the list goes on and on. But they're, they're very innovative and driven by what's best for our members. Mm-hmm. Dave may want to elaborate on that, but yeah. uh, you know, it's unique in that respect. I, I totally agree. Dave, tell me just a little bit more about yourself. So I know you and I have some similar ties. We uh, kind of started our careers out on the Hill, yeah. but also you have... I think a background in banking too, or some uh, family ties to banking, yes. um, but also we have common ancestry or history in, in South Dakota. But anyhow, uh, grateful for your work and friendship, but tell me a little bit more about what brought you to Federal Home of Bank of Chicago. Yeah, well, I was working in, uh, I'm from South Dakota, working for a senator from South Dakota out in Washington, D.C., and then he lost his reelection, yeah. uh, which I know is something, unfortunately, that you can relate <laughs> yeah, to. It it's not a great feeling, but it kind of, life closes one door, opens oh, up another wow, door. Wow, that is so true. Uh, as you mentioned, my, my dad is a, or was a community banker in South Dakota, for you know, 45 years, was on the board of the South Dakota Bankers mm-hmm. Association for 10 years, and uh, so always been around banking and, and love banking. And so the opportunity after uh, when Washington, uh, when I left Washington to come to the Chicago Bank, kind of opened up, and never imagined I'd be here quite 25 years. That's but amazing. One of those things that's just worked out well, and so cool. you know, part of it really is the opportunity to work with people like Mike, mm-hmm. who is just a great representative of community banking small town, Illinois, you know, similar to my background as well, knows the community inside and out, you know, is really involved and brings that perspective to our board of directors. And we've got a very uh, diverse board that includes, of course, representatives not only from Wisconsin and Illinois, our state's uh, two-state district, but also the different types of backgrounds that people have. Our independent directors, many of them are kind of from urban areas, and that's fantastic, of course, but we absolutely need 
the voice that Mike brings for rural America and how critical that is, you know from your district, how critical that is to housing and the housing needs that throughout the country, but certainly rural areas, has these special challenges yeah. on housing. And so Mike brings that perspective that's been fantastic. He's a little bit of a glutton for punishment because, <laughs> as you mentioned, it just came out of the financial crisis. And then our bank was certainly having our own challenges back in the 2010 era. And so Mike jumped in and, and joined our board. And uh, you know, like I said, his, the time has flown by. It's hard to believe it's been 12 years. <sighs> And Mike has been instrumental in helping guide our bank through this time and, uh, and some of the changes that, we've, that have occurred over the last 12 years. As you mentioned, I think the Chicago Bank, bragging a little bit, I think we are pretty innovative and unique among the, the other 11 home loan banks. We, we love our sister banks. Uh, we talk with them constantly. But I think Chicago has kind of carved out a, a unique and special space in that. And we're happy to work with the Illinois Bankers Association and all of our trade partners. It's been a great relationship. Well, we're super grateful. And, and I would echo that, you know, my background in Congress, got to see the entire system and, and appreciate it, worked closely with a lot of different banks. But there is something special about Chicago, Federal Home Loan Bank of Chicago. I think there is a uniqueness there. Uh, there's certainly some unique efforts and products, but also just a, a feel of it, of excellence that I really appreciate. So anyhow, let me, let's talk a little bit more. It's 100 years of Federal Home Loan Bank uh, system, is that 90, right? 90 years 90 years, this sorry. Year. Okay, yeah, 90, and, that's and right. And then we're looking, right. looking towards it, that, toward the okay, next 10 gotta, years yeah, out. Yeah, that's great. Which is pretty amazing that 90 years, you've been kind of a part of this for 12 of them. Uh, you've been a part of it for 25 of them. So you've seen good times, bad times, challenges, all that. But tell me a little bit more, what are you most excited about, I guess, for Federal Home Loan Bank? What gets maybe misunderstood about Federal Home Loan Bank? And, you know, there's been articles out there, but there's these listening tours going on. Love just to get your thoughts. How it's going? What are some of the good things that are coming out of that? What are maybe some misperceptions that you think that are coming out of that? Well, I think number one, we have to concentrate on our main mission, which is providing liquidity to our members when they need it. Yep. That's the number one. And you know, there are there are cycles to the economy, and sometimes advances are strong, and sometimes they're they're not needed as much. Fortunately, Chicago right now, I think in the third quarter, we were at 59 billion or somewhere in that range for advances, which is very strong coming yep. through after coming through this COVID situation. So that's number one. And then, of course, number two, affordable housing, which we do to a, a, an amazing degree. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a very complicated process. That could be simplified. There's mm -hmm. no question about that. Yes. But that's driven by, the, by FHFA and regulations, and, and we understand that. But liquidity and affordable housing are two of our key missions. And so, you know, and I'm kind of of a mind, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. The Federal Home Loan Bank's doing a great job right now. And if we start fraying the edges, I'm a little concerned about what happens in the future. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Mike, you mentioned liquidity uh, as a key part of the Home Loan Bank mission, and Randy knows this, that's, on Capitol Hill, that's not well understood. Yes. That's, that's a big word that I don't mm. really think most members understand, even many of the members on Financial Services Committee. And so to your point, we have sort of flown under the radar screen or under the radar, and so I think on Capitol Hill, we may not be fully understood yes. like we should be. We need to tell our story better. We need to probably be more visible, and we've been working on that over the last you know, year or so, focused on that, but, but to your point is, that's my greatest concern about how people uh, the public and, and the users of the system, primarily the housing 
associates and, and housing groups that love the home loan bank, but they want us to do more, and that's great, but they have to understand kind of the constraints of the, of the system as well. We work well because we're fairly disciplined, and a lot of this is by regulation, about what we can do and what we can't do. Yeah. And so uh, one of the problems is that, again, people don't understand. It's sort of a good problem in one sense that a lot of outside entities, non-bank entities, want to join the home loan banks. They want to get access to the low-cost funding that we provide, but they don't understand necessarily the strings that go along with it. They don't understand you've got to pledge collateral. Yeah. You've got to over-pledge collateral based on your borrowings. They may not understand you have to buy stock mm -hmm. uh, and tie up some capital in the stock purchase of the home loan bank, and they don't necessarily like all of those. But that's what makes the system and the cooperative structure work so well. And no losses for that 90-year period. That's I mean, think about that yeah. for, for all the lending that's done by the yeah. federal home loan banks in, in Chicago particularly, no losses. Um, and that, that needs to continue because we need to be a safe and sound system for when it's needed most. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the frustrations for me is kind of short memory, uh, you know, where we just think, like last quarter or last year and forget you know the 2008 2009 we forget all the challenges well some of us don't forget right? yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. and that's important you know that's to important. remember I'm, i guess i'm speaking more from a legislator side where we kind of get stuck sure, in these sure. two-year cycles and that's like all you can see is it, you almost have blinders on of that period of time and just seeing again a system like this that is there for What's next? You know, we just don't know uh, what's next, but yeah. we want it to be, we want strength. We know how important community banking is. We know how important this, these relationships are. And ultimately this power of home ownership of, of people being able to own a home is life changing. It and, still is. And, uh, you know, speaking of home ownership, you know, I'm in a small enough community that I see the people that get the home loans and those, uh, those down payment plus grants, uh, which next year I think are going to be going to be ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that's an amazing amount of money for yep. somebody in, this, in a, a small community to help them with their with their closing costs and mm. their down payment. And it's a real thing for people. For I mean, you can see the results of what what the federal home loan does in these small communities. Yeah, and you mentioned you know the value of the home loan bank system is probably best recognized, unfortunately, during crises. Yeah. Because the home loan bank, That's I right. sometimes say, is we're the break glass in case of emergency <laughs> situation. And what mm. started some some of the criticism last year and into this year was the fact, looking back, coming out of 2020, the, the COVID yeah. situation, as everyone knows, banks were so flush yes. with deposits, they didn't need the home loan bank, which is fine. But yeah. our advances fell. And then the criticism started, well, then you really don't need the home loan banks. Right. They're really not that relevant. You can just go borrow from the Fed if you really need to, to borrow, right? Mm. Not understanding, of course, how banks view those very differently to borrow from the Fed right. versus borrowing from the home loan banks. Now, and I'm not wishing that as we go into a recession, perhaps, yeah. you know, the value of the home loan bank system it becomes more apparent yes. to people. And uh, so the banks are turning to the home loan banks a little bit more. And hopefully for policymakers, that will demonstrate some of the value of the home loan banks really in the times uh, of economic stress. Yes. And I think, again, it's one of those things that Dave, you and I talk about a lot. And Mike, I just remember you visiting me often out in DC, the power of bankers' voices, certainly uh, for their bank with their elected officials, but also for the federal home loan bank system, that it's so important 
day for you to be telling this story, for you know the directors to be telling the story, but it's also important for the members uh, of the Federal Home Loan Bank to be telling the story of the value of this, especially those who have seen some of the cycles and some of the waves that come through. Well, that's why it's so important. And Dave and his staff do a terrific job yep. on the, uh, the outreach with our elected officials and with our trade associations. Yep. So the partnership with, with Dave and his people and the trade associations, it does make for a very strong voice, yes. and he does a great job with that. Every year, we meet with all the trade associations and and, sure. uh, and have a great discussion and, and do a little planning and thoughtfulness about what where we're going forward and and what we need to do. So, you know, and it's it, also important, as as you're saying too, to get those bankers out to D.C. and yeah, you know, Randy knows this. He's nice enough. He he will talk to me when I come out there. But really. Legislators don't want to hear from people like me. They don't want to hear from sort of lobbyists. They want to hear from bankers in yep. their district because ab- you absolutely know much better what's going on in the local economy. Yep. And they can be a great resource to any policymaker out in D.C. to hear from those local bankers who have, the, again, they have the pulse on really what's happening. Yeah, I, I talk about that with former colleagues, you know, that are still out there yep. of the unique understanding that a banker has of what's really going on in a community. I mean, Mike, you you would know it of kind of that sense of how are people feeling? Are they feeling optimistic? Are they feeling pessimistic? Are they dreaming? Are they hunkering down? No one knows it better really than a community bank of how really individuals and families are doing in that community. When a farmer walks in the door and he's got a problem, you hear about it. <laughs> I don't mind taking those messages to Washington at all. Um, and that's what we should do. Yeah, yeah there's no, awesome. no question about that. And, and it's been a great experience. And I, you know, I, I've got to comment on the board at the Federal Home Loan Bank. The staff does a great job. Yeah. You know, I started with when Matt Fellman was president, yeah. and then we got Michael Erickson. And, mm-hmm. you know, terrific and, and great staff all the way through. But the member directors really do, as Dave pointed out, take the message to the to the bank of where mm-hmm. we at what do we need what's going on and the independent directors add a really nice uh i mean there's so much talent on that board and i can say it now 12 years i'm almost done but it's a lot of work to yeah. uh to do it right yeah and the directors are doing it right with great support from the staff and you know we're, we're talking about succession i want to congratulate uh, betsy johnson yeah. and mick o'rourke for uh their election to the uh, federal home loan board you know be careful what you wish for it's I know. work and uh, but they're going to do a great job and and uh, it's it's satisfying to see that succession at the board level at the, at the bank yeah we're so excited and betsy came in to give mike a hug quietly uh, during our <laughs> as we're recording this so uh we're trying to let her know that we're recording the podcast but uh, super excited i think betsy's going to be fantastic and mick uh, and really i've seen it michelle gross our former chair it's a huge commitment uh dan Watts, you know so many yep. such a big commitment but they also see that this is really important. I mean, you don't make a commitment like that lightly and you don't continue that commitment for 12 years if you're not seeing that it's really making a difference. So just kudos to you, Mike, for your service. I know you've poured a ton of time into it, but it's made a difference. It actually absolutely has had an impact. Well, I appreciate that, but uh, it's it's only with with working with terrific people on the trades, on the board itself. And and so it's, it's been a great experience. Well, and Mike, as the chair of our bank, you also saw the Council of Home Loan Banks, yes. which is also not well understood, but understandably so, but 
which is each home loan bank essentially has three representatives on the council. Typically, it's the president, the chair, and the vice chair. And so that council meets three times a year. They host an annual convention for all of the directors out in Washington, D.C. in May. And that's a little bit of a not quite a governing board, but more of an, a super advisory board to all of the home loan banks. But it's just another level that Mike's been able to see and uh, really been valuable for his inputs. And, and jumping back again to the community bankers who have their pulse on what's going on, you know, it's it's the old saying, money talks yeah. and BS, you know, walks. Yeah. Uh, you know, when a farmer walks in the, the bank and, and wants to do something, they're moving their money, they're telling you something. Yes. You know, what are those messages that they're saying? And so, Right. As the old, the other old adage, follow the money. You mm-hmm. know that was really an important indicator of what's going on yeah. in the economy, and so policymakers absolutely need to be listening to you know community bankers uh, to get a real understanding of what's happening in their districts. Yeah, the council council is a good good place to get a pulse for all the different areas of the country, pulls rural, it all urban, together. Yep. Uh, east coast, west coast. I mean, you, you get a really good view of what's happening in the whole country, and bring it all together to uh, to focus on the banks, yeah. the federal home loan banks. So. There's a lot of work, again, that people don't know about, and again, no reason why they would, uh, that at the for the home loan banks individually and then collectively at the council. I mean, there's a lot of work uh, and effort that goes in to try to ensure that the financial needs of the country are being met. And yes. that the home loan banks are playing the role that we're supposed to play. Mm. And we, again, need to tell our story a little bit better as part of this review that our regulator yeah. is, well, that's, has undertaken. That's part of my hope out of the podcast is just encourage other yeah. bankers uh, who have seen the value of the federal home loan bank system and especially federal home loan bank of chicago that they'll be voicing it to their elected officials as well so that's our hope out of this uh is just to make sure that we don't take something that is working for granted uh and uh let me get back real quick you know there's a a couple things just touch on quickly there's some people who say you know we ought to expand membership you know fintechs other things ought to be a part of this I mean, that concerns me. Uh, certainly not the same level of regulation uh, that uh, current members are under. Let me know, tell me a little bit more your thoughts on some of those thoughts of expanding membership. And what do you think? Good idea, bad idea? Well, I think I think that needs to be uh, considered very carefully. Yeah. And, and uh, Federal Home Loan Chicago uh, started a, a loan program for... Uh, CDFIs that not had any losses. It's working very well, but it's a good way to start looking at how can we help the CDFIs? What can we do? You know, so I I think any any discussion of of expansion needs to be taken very slowly and carefully because, as I mentioned earlier, it's working now and it's there when we need it. And it gives me great pause to think that uh, lots of other non-familiar with federal home loan bank people are going to join up. I mean, that that gives me pause. Yeah. yeah, one of the other big issues with allowing non-banks or other entities into the home loan bank system is goes back to what Mike mentioned earlier, how the home loan bank system has never lost a dime on advances to members in 90 years. And this is a little bit in the weeds, but if you allow 
non-banks to be members and they ultimately were to borrow money and then fail as some members do they go into bankruptcy and it's not at all clear that the home loan banks are protected in bankruptcy like we have been mm. and are protected in the bank resolution process now right. again that's in the weeds a bit but it's a really critical function because right. the what we have is called super lien authority and that is a, a part of the reason why we haven't lost money and that means that our the system is rated AAA uh, by the bond rating agencies. If we were to start experiencing losses to non-members, losses right. on our advances, then the risk is the entire system gets downgraded yeah. by the rating agencies. And now you've just increased the cost of funding for 6,600 mm. institutions right. across the country. Again, that's in the weeds. People may not understand that as well, but that's a real concern about what could happen or the risks of yeah. and ultimately entities. And ends up impacting consumers, uh, you know, uh, customers of banks. And, and as Dave pointed out, you know, there's a regulatory regime that underlies the membership. So I'm examined by the state, the FDIC, the Federal Reserve. And so there's a regulatory uh, basis there that's looking at safety and soundness and that sort of thing. With non-bank members, we get into a whole different situation. Yeah. So yeah. we need to be very careful. We need yeah. to be careful. Let, me, let me do this. Our time goes by so fast. Uh, I love talking with you guys and uh, honestly could talk for a couple hours. Uh, no one would listen, uh, unfortunately, after a while. Uh, but let's zoom out just a little bit. You both have great experience, uh, certainly uh, with your work. But any thoughts of, I mean, we're in a unique time in history. How do you, how are you feeling about banking going forward, especially community banking? Anything that is keeping you up at night for community banks that you think they ought to be thinking about, concerned about, or what makes you most excited, I guess, about community banking? Well, obviously, there's been a tremendous uh, consolidation of the industry over yeah, the years. Yeah. It, it may be a bit slow right now, but I think, I think that will continue yeah. to some degree. And the small, strong community banks are going to survive. They're yes. going to do fine. They're going to take care of their communities and their customers. That, that's going to continue. But, and I don't want it to sound like I'm complaining, but the regulatory environment is very difficult yeah. for small banks. I'm a lawyer, and it's, it's tough to keep up with mm -hmm. what's happening on the regulatory side. And when we layered on CFPB, that added to our regulatory agony, yes. and, and it just continues. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they really need to um, notch out some, some good things, simpler things for community banks so we can survive, because it's not just the community bank. It's the community, yeah. and that's what's important, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what concerns me and, and the IBA is certainly focused on this is how do we reach out to the, to the next generation mm -hmm. because they bank very differently, yes. or at least so far, right? Mm -hmm. Now, maybe once they uh, become uh, get married and start having kids, maybe they'll, they'll revert back, but I don't think so. No. You know, technology, of course, we all know is changing everything. And so we, the banking industry has to ensure that it's finding ways to serve and provide those financial products to uh, or in the manner that the next generation wants. No. They, they want to do everything electronically. They want to do it on their iPhone. Uh, they probably don't want to go into a branch as often, right? right? That has big consequences. Uh, you don't need me to, to talk about that. But that's the concern is we've got to be able to adapt to this new generation and technology is leading that. Yeah. It also opens up some opportunities uh, for for people, uh, banks that are that are nimble. But mm. um, as Mike mentioned, you know, every the, the consolidation trend has been decades and decades right. long in, in a, almost a straight line. When you started, how many banks were there, Mike? Roughly eight thousand. Yeah. Wow. yeah, and now we're down to under five thousand mm -hmm. banks. 
and in uh, other types of institutions as well. And so that trend is probably going to continue. Right. But the question is, what does that mean for uh, for rural America, really, for community banks and urban areas too? But you know, when a small town loses mm -hmm. their local bank, even yeah. if it becomes a branch of a larger bank, uh, that there's some documented impacts yeah, that that has on that in terms of access to credit. Yeah. Uh, and so we've, we've got to ensure that we serve those. My former chairman always told me, we can't be first with technology, but we can be a close second. Yeah. And so we can pick out the good ideas that mm -hmm. work for us and, yeah. and, uh, and work for our customers and still keep up with the technology. Yeah. It's not always easy, it's not always cheap, but we can adapt and, yeah. and right. we are. Our time is up. Thanks. Uh, super grateful. Mike Steelman, appreciate your service Thanks, with Randy. the IBA in banking. I'm glad you're continuing uh, your work, uh, but also uh, just want to say thank you. You have had a big impact on so many lives, uh, which is really cool and something you ought to be really proud of, certainly uh, in your community, but also in your bank, but also your leadership uh, at the Federal Home Loan Bank of Chicago. So thank you so much. I know as you're wrapping up that service, just want to say how much I appreciate you, your friendship and your service. So thank, thank you, you very, Randy. very much. It's an honor. Thank you so much. And we Dave, need to mention that Mike also, in addition to all of his other talents, is the owner of the greatest dog in the world, Shakespeare. Shakespeare. <laughs> nice. So we got to make sure Shakespeare makes this the podcast. <laughs> thank you, sure. Dave. He will appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Dave Feldhaus, thank you. Dave, uh, been a dear friend for a long time yeah. and uh, grateful again. And again, I can't wrap this up without saying uh, it is a wonderful partnership that we've got between the Federal Home Loan Bank of Chicago and the Illinois Bankers Association. Yes. We've got a lot of common members, but we do a lot of really good work together and we're stronger together. Uh, so I just want to say thank you. You all are so good to us as an association and to our members. And we really, really appreciate it. So thank you. great to be with great. you guys. Thanks. Randy. Thank you, everybody, for listening uh, to Bank Leader Link. If we can ever be of any service to you, please let us know. We're easy to find. Illinois.bank is our website, and so uh, look us up there. But thank you all. Hope you all have a great day.